it's uh, 10 after 9. Old time. Old time. Well, some beautiful weather this past week, and then we go back to a little bit chillier. So, uh, hey, it's March, so we can expect this. Uh, I don't think I have any announcements to, to mention. So uh, I think we can go right into uh, our opening hymn. Sure. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I appreciate everybody that responded on, on the, uh, the paper about the communion. Um, and as, uh, you know, as, as you ask for input, you get all kinds of answers, of course. We appreciate your answer, although we may not end up, there's no way we can do it, what, you know, what everybody, individual wants, okay. Uh, it looks as if, and we're still getting some in, I just got three more just now, um, it looks like the, the vast preponderance is to do a bread and cup only on Palm Sunday. Um, so, um, and if you think other, other than that, we'll fill out a paper and stick it in the basket. <laughs> but we appre I just wanted to say I really do appreciate people's input and having an awareness, you know, because, uh, and there are some that said, well, we shouldn't do anything. Well, that's all right if that's what you think. And, and we're not saying, uh, you know, if you are uncomfortable in taking communion on that Sunday, um, that you have to, not at all. Uh, you know, but those that are interested and willing, um, we are offering it on that Sunday. So, okay. Thank you. That's the plans at this point. All right. Well, for our opening, our opening hymn, we have number 220, He Lives. Let's stand and sing number 220. Our next topic on our bulletin. And Christine, do you have any updates that you need to share with us? You do. Okay. Let me get this thing here. Yes, all updates have been made on here, to my knowledge, and with through Sue and I conferring with each other every week. Okay. Uh, I got a very sad call last night, though. Sue Sanders passed away yesterday afternoon, uh, which was sudden. Sitting at the table, she collapsed, taken to the hospital. She died. This is Ken's wife, and it's Jeanette Crotter's niece, and every, all of you here, I think, know Fanny Mart, that was her daughter. So this is very sad, just sudden. And it's only 16 days that Ken has passed away, her husband. So I was, it was really a shock. Yeah. So lots of prayer for this family. It's just a, sad. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Sue Sanders. Sue Sanders? She was Jeanette, she would have been Fanny Aldinger's daughter and Ken, 
Ventura. Yeah, Ken Sanders. He just passed away 16 days ago. He's white. else? Nancy? Let me. I got her. <laughs> we have been praying for Lunda Brandon. These are both praises, but Lunda had blood work and a CT scan done, <clears throat> and she got the results on Tuesday and no tumors, nothing was found. Her blood work's all normal, so she does not need to go back till July. Wow. So That's she great. is looking good. And we have Kevin Zorin. I mentioned he was going for a brain scan because of his lapse of memory. Uh, brain, scan, brain scan was clear. So we're, praise the Lord for that, and it's probably more the result of his chemo. He is still getting maintenance chemo. So we're praising for that. Mike Paparo has died. He was a, bro a twin brother of our son-in-law. He passed away on Friday. And you might notice that Ken's wearing some battle scars here. He was practicing diving in the in the living room. I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but uh, well, you know, the police came and now Marion has handcuff marks on her wrists. Oh, Almancier, that is, uh, pray for your sister churches, Nuevo Almancier uh, is uh, east of Allentown out in the Bethlehem area. Um, they have been looking for a pastor for two and a half years. Um, almost all the Hispanic congregations in our district, and I think there's maybe nine of them. I sort of lost track. Uh, uh, anyway, they are Bible teaching, Bible preaching uh, congregations, and including Nuevo Amancier. That uh, is Spanish for new dawn, like the sun coming up. Um, Pastor Fausto, who was there, ended up in in Orlando for some reason, <laughs> Orlando, Florida. And since then, they haven't been able to find anybody. So uh, that's the there is a strong need of that congregation. You know, and we're talking about uh, about equal size to our congregation here, I would guess, uh, unless unless they've had an influx, you know. 
I want to share a little testimony. On Friday, Sandy and I had to go buy a new mattress. Um, I think after what was it, 16, 17 years, I guess we finally did the other That's one in. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you know, there's the whole mattress thing, which is, you know, you're laying on everything and siding. But anyway, after that, we went down for Sandy to get some new pants. And um, there was another gentleman there at the register, a very tall black man, um, buying shirts. And somehow we got in a conversation. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. You meet other Christians and something clicks. And before I knew it, he, these, was, he, was, he was a pastor at a church. Um, Baptist church. Yeah, Baptist in church in Paoli. Sounds like. They have not met live. He had some back issues, so he couldn't even preach for a while. But um, anyway, so right there we are <laughs> in the middle of Boscov's, and these two are preaching at each other. <laughs> and praising the Lord. And praising the And it, it was just like. <laughs> yeah, and people are trying to walk around us. And, and um, it was just. I don't know. You know, you talk about so many times lately when people are yelling at each other and so much commotion. It was just such a blessing to be there in Boscov's sharing about the Lord, you know, and, and um, encouraging one another with scripture. And, and I know he shook Sandy's hand before he left. <laughs> and um, it was just really neat. So. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, we can get caught up on everything that's going on right now and how despicable it all is, and it is that. But we need to be of good cheer. God has overcome the world, and we are his people, and we need to be sharing that. And I just, it was just kind of really neat. I just have been thinking about it ever since. Cause, and this isn't the first time this has happened to us. <laughs> We must be, I don't know, magnets for this stuff. But I just want to encourage you to, you know, to be kind to people. And you never know how you may touch someone's life. Thank you. It is amazing how things like that happen. And you may, when you mentioned it, it makes no difference whatsoever that he was a black man. But, you know, we have... We, we have, we, right, we have uh, this gentleman comes into my shop. He's black. He works for PennDOT, uh, very well-spoken and, and so forth. He works out of an office in Middletown or something like that. I think I have that correct. But anyhow, when my brother had his accident last July, uh, I don't know how it I think maybe he mentioned something to me about where is your brother, and I quickly explained. And when my brother came back and started helping me again, uh, he came in and my brother waited on him, not knowing that I had told him about the accident. And he said, uh, my brother said about having the accident, and, they, and he looked at him and he said, you're the one I've been praying for. And I thought, wow, have been praying for, not... You're not the one I heard about. You're the one I've been praying for. It, yeah, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. And it's fun to hear people open up and tell about 
how God has worked in their lives and their faith. It's wonderful. So no matter what happens, God has overcome the world. We're in good hands. Just be faithful. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are in good hands. No matter what happens, no matter what stress we experience, no matter what problems we face, we know that you are the one that has everything under control. And we should not despair because you are God. No other one like you. You are the only one. Your son has given us salvation and we are blessed. But we still come to you, Lord, with our concerns, our sadness about individuals passing. Lord, it's, it's such heart-rendering situations when individuals that we love pass away. And we ask for a blessing and a prayers for family members. Lord, we know that things are not the way we would prefer them to be. But again, you are in control. And we give you praise and, and sound glory for your work throughout the world. Christians being released from captivity for no apparent reason after being locked up for years. But we know what the reason is. We know that you're working behind the scenes. But we still pray for those Christians. Lord, they need our prayers. We need our, our thoughts to go to them. Give, them. give them faith, Lord, beyond measure. Stand with them. Gather them to you. We don't know the persecution that they have experienced. We're very blessed here in this country. But thank you for your faith. And thank you for their faith as an example to us. No matter what the consequences, they are true to you. And we pray that they will stay strong. Lord, so many people that we have listed on our prayer ministry guide that need our, prayer, need our prayers. People experiencing diseases, testing, and we are hearing of good results and praises to you for those results. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we ask a blessing and mercy upon this country. We are experiencing things that we've never suspected would have to come to the forefront. So, Lord, Keep your remnant of Christians here in this country in your hand also. I pray for a revival. People turning back to you. And there is in indications, inklings of that happening. And we keep praying for that. Lord, only through your hand, only through your will, will we survive through this. But no matter what, we know you are in control. We have nothing to fear. So, Lord, as we go forward, bless this congregation. Bless other Christians throughout the world. Bless other denominations 
bless our fellow church in Bethlehem. Thank you, Lord. Give them faith. Give them perseverance. And may you please place someone to lead that congregation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We pray these things in your Son's holy name, our Savior, Jesus Christ, the leader of our church, the leader of your church. Amen. Giving of tithes and offerings. Something goes wrong, let me know. <laughs> well, how are you doing today? When we come up over the, you know, when we left home, it was nigh to dark this morning again, leaving home in the dark. Anyway, by the time we got to Galen Hall, anybody know where Galen Hall is? There's a golf course up there. It's on the mountain ridge. Hey, anyway, when we come across... Galen Hall up there. There's a East Galen Hall Road and a West Galen Hall Road and a South Galen Hall. These are different roads. And unless you notice the South and the East and, and the West, no, there's no North Galen Hall Road as far as I know. Anyway, you're, you're up there and it was high enough that we had sunshine up there in Galen Hall, but from the time we got, went from home to up there, it was, so that, that's why I call that Sunshine Mountain up there. And we had sun, and that would have been maybe a quarter after seven or something like that, so. Yeah, this, this time change thing is sort of a nuisance, but in a month, my wife will be back to normal. It, it takes a month for her to, well, me too, you know, but I just, I just follow along and I, I think she knows what she's doing, so if I just tag along, it'll, it'll all come out, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, the, uh, so this mattress thing, my, my back has hurt so much lately. One morning, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get out of bed because it hurt so much. And so I, so she said, well, you know, we ought to go see if we can find a new mattress. I was ready. I was ready to go. I don't care how much money, <laughs> you know, let's buy one, you know. This man, yeah, well, we waited too long, that, or I waited too long, put it that way. All right. Well, praise the Lord. I'm glad you're here this morning. I'm glad to be here myself and uh, to be in the house of the Lord. And our, we have a good God. It's, that's, that's been said a couple times in this room already this morning. That God, that God, he's a blesser. The song we just sung says it. Um, we, we get blessed. And this was in Sunday school. We get blessed when we don't particularly... There's nothing we've done to deserve it. In fact, I'm, let's start there. Brother John brought this up in, in uh, Sunday school. Uh, uh, Romans. Go to, go to Romans. As a, a start, just a place to start, sort of start with that thought that John uh, 
let's see if I can find it. <laughs> uh, yeah, get in front of a bunch of people and try to find something in the Bible. Ah, thank you, Lord. <sighs> Aren't you glad I found it? Oh, Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. And a few verses there with verse 10 and so forth. Romans chapter 3. And, and this, this really fits with the message that uh, Lord's laid on my heart. I, I, wish, I wish I was a better preacher. <laughs> the number one thing that uh, pastors often deal with and I don't care how good, even people like Billy Graham wrestled with this to some extent. I wish I was a better preacher. So, I'm so imperfect and so inadequate. And the congregation, you know, as people of the Lord, you need to hear that. And, and uh, trying to pray trying to pray your way into sermons and trying to pray your way through sermons and uh, just to believe that, um, hey, I'll tell you what, I'm in trouble and you're in trouble if God doesn't show up. <laughs> and and this, this verse really sort of says what the issue is, all right? Romans chapter 3, verse 10, it says, as it is written, and hey, let's back up a little bit to, uh, to verse 9. What then? Are we better than they? No, not at all, for we have previously char uh, charged both Jews and Greeks that they are all under sin. The issue is a sin issue. As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. There is none that understands. There is none who seeks after God. For they all turned aside. They have, have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good. No, not one and we can go on it goes on down to verse verse 18 uh, but let's keep that thought none righteous how many no not one not one but wait there is good news the good news is first John chapter Two, I got to see it in my mind. First John chapter two, verse one. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Sometimes things go right. <laughs> First John chapter one, or chapter two. I'm sorry. First John chapter two. And he uh, and we read this a couple weeks ago, and then Ruby, uh, Sister Ruby, last week. Uh, read from chapter 1, and uh, so let me return to chapter 2 here. It says, my little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. 
God doesn't want us to sin. You see that? So that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate, somebody that will take on your case, more than an attorney in court. Uh, this is somebody that will take on your case, do whatever is necessary. We have an advocate with the Father. Look at this. Jesus, the righteous. Jesus, the righteous. On one hand, those that are under sin, it says, there's none righteous, no, not one. But there is a man. He is a man. He is the son of man. Time and again, he calls himself more the son of man than he does the son of God. He says that too. But they, that we might know he's the son of man, a man who is not under sin, who is not, how do I say it, Lord? That is not infected with sin. I'll tell you what, that infection, the, the infection of sin is wor way worse than COVID-19. And we, we probably casually, you know, we, 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 don't, we don't do anything about sin. Oh, whatever, you know. And, and, we, and we see sin in broad daylight. And, and when, you know, we just sort of shrug our shoulders. And, and yet, you know, we, get, we hear the rumor of, of COVID-19. Well, sometimes it's more than a rumor. And I had a friend that died from COVID-19. Well, that's insidious enough. But let me tell you this sin, sin thing from Adam and Eve, our first parents, clear down to you and me, every single one, we're sinners. The very best. The very best people were sinners. The, the, the heroes of faith in the Bible, yeah, they were sinners. There's good sinners and there's bad sinners and there's repentant sinners, but they're sinners. And then there are the ungodly and the wicked. There are those that try to be good and yet their nature gets the best of them because they're doing it on their own human strength. And sin is so pervasive and so it's got its claws in us. And, and to find our way out, that's really what I, what I said two weeks ago, to find our way out. How do we find our way out of sin? Well, there is this one who is not under the sin. So how, do you, how do you get the, infected with this? 
by disobeying God. That's what Adam and Eve did, is disobeyed God. And they infected the whole human race. But there is another man, Jesus, <laughs> the righteous. And I tell you what, we need to, we need to celebrate this man for who he is and what he was able to do. He was as human and prone to temptation as any single one of us. You know, the Bible says that. Let's, let's look at that passage. Go to Hebrews. Go, go to Hebrews. And this is a, a passage that's marked in the bulletin there. Hebrews chapter 4. So we're back there with 1 John. Hebrews is just a few books before. Hebrews chapter 4. To the end of Hebrews 4. And before this and after this is talking about some other things. But at the end of this chapter, so what you have to do, listen, you have to have a hungering and thirsting for righteousness. All right? There's none righteous? No, not one. Not me, not you. Not right. But there can be in you, I want to get out of this sin domination. This sin always just yanking me this way and yanking me that way and messing up, really messing up my life and messing up your life. Well, so here's this man. This wonderful man, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Mm -hmm. And um, well, let's pick up uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It says the word of God is living. It's, it's a better rendering of that is the word of God is alive. Okay. The word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. If you don't know the difference between soul and spirit, get into the word of God. It'll help you see it. Of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. So, you're going to have your clothes on, you have your clothes off. Yeah, God just sees the same thing. God knows you completely, absolutely. There's nothing that you can hide from God and everything about you that you even hide from yourself, God sees and knows. That's really what's going on there. Verse 14, seeing then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens or into the heavens, another translation says, 
Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession or our profession. What is, and it's what's being talked about here is what comes out of your mouth. Is he Lord and Savior or not? Hold fast to that. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points, look at this, Jesus, this is Jesus, who was in all points tempted as we are. Jesus was tempted. You know, we, you know, we see in, in, like in Luke 4 and, and uh, you know, the temptation in the wilderness and the devil uh, tempts the Lord Jesus. Well, do you think that was the only time he was tempted? No, no, no. Are you tempted every day? <laughs> I think that's what Jesus faces, temptation every day. Every day, all the time, just as we are. Just as you are. You struggle with temptation. Your temptation might not be my temptation. Your temptation, your temptation might be something completely different. But where is it trying to take us? Trying to take us away from God? Trying to take us away from, uh, yeah, down into the thing of sin. That's where it's trying to take us. Look at the rest of that verse, the last three words of uh, verse 15. He was tempted like we are, but yet without sin. Three words, yet without sin. That's, that's why First John calls him the righteous all of sin, all, everybody that's under this cloud of sin thing, all, there's none righteous, no, not one, but there is one. Jesus the righteous, who, who is a champion in his own category. All of these have sinned, there's not, not one, not one that, that is righteous, but Jesus. And he was tempted he was tempted, he was tempted, he was tempted, yet without sin. Thank you. You know what? Thank you, Lord. I just thank you, for the Father, for that. Lord Jesus, thank you for doing that. And then verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. You knew what was going to that mercy word was going to, Sandy's sermon is going to show up sooner or later. There it is, mercy. The, I want you to obtain mercy at the foot of the cross of the Lord Jesus, the righteous one. He was no sin, a lamb without spot or blemish, the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And there he is dying for you. Will you look on him? Will you believe in him? Will you accept him? And if you do, you know, if you open your heart, there's mercy there for you. There is mercy there for you. 
That, that cross is a throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help. Grace to help. Yeah, do you ever call out to God, oh God, help me. Don't be, don't be afraid to do that. Call on God. If you need help, call God. Oh God, help me. That, that, but that's, that's a really good prayer. Oh, God, help me. Even one better is, oh, God, help me now. <laughs> there is a place, and there is a one. Right there it is. All right. Let's go to a passage that uh, is not uh, marked in the bulletin, uh, like the Romans one. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, during... during what do pastors do during the prayer time? <laughs> they go, you're trying to listen to God, and if God says something, you, I'm in there rustling the pages of my Bible during the prayer, so I apologize if I, if I bothered your prayer. First Peter. First Peter. The end of chapter 2 of First Peter. First Peter, chapter 2 and um, where, where do I start? Uh, let's pick up verse 18. doesn't hurt to read a few extra verses. <laughs> I have found that is true. It's not bad to read a few extra verses. Servants, First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 18. Servants, be submissive to your masters, with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh, for this is commendable, if because of, of conscience toward God, one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. For what credit is it if when you are beaten for your faults, you take it patiently? But when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. Verse 21, for to this you were called because Christ also suffered for us. You see Jesus hanging there on the cross for you? Huh? He suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Here's the footsteps of Jesus. Where did, where did the footsteps of Jesus go? Yeah. Out there in the garden, he's praying, Lord, let this cup pass from me. But Lord, not. He's praying to his Father in heaven, and you need to do the same thing. Lord, not what I want. Lord, I want what you want. Jesus, that's where his steps went. And when he went to the cross, they just, just didn't drag him there. He went willingly for you and for me. Thank you, Lord. What a Savior. What an amazing Savior. 
to do that for us. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my. Let's go on from uh, verse uh, 22. Uh, Who committed no, and this this is really a quotation from uh, Psalms, I think. Who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. So even hanging on the cross, there was no sin. The only sin that touches Jesus is when he gets to the point where he is the Lamb of God and my sins and your sins are put on Jesus on that cross. And sin, he experiences sin for you and for me. And the condemnation of sin and the judgment of sin and the awfulness of sin and God hates sin and God, what, God turned his back and what did Jesus say? My God, my God, why have you, yeah, that was your sin and my sin that caused the Father and Jesus to be abandoned, desolate, not for himself, not because of anything he did, but for you and for me. He committed no sin, but there it was on him. Verse 23, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. Now, so what's our human nature? What's the sin nature? (laughs) Oh, good grief. Oh, good grief. (laughs) When you're preaching a sermon, some of this stuff that pops in your head. Okay, so I'm watching this movie. I'm not even going to tell you what movie it was. But the, the hero in the movie, he's, he's having a, a battle in the, in the car as the car is going down the road with the, with the bad guy. And he, all of a sudden, uh, a rope come down and he grabs the rope and there goes the car and the car slams into the back of a truck, the truck opens up and all the manure in the truck comes out on top of the bad guy. And the hero goes, yes! Now that's human nature, I tell you. The bad, you know, the manure on the bad guy. It's what popped into my head, all right? You know what? Jesus was not like that. Instead, so what should we do instead? <laughs> Going, yes, when when something bad happens to somebody we think deserves it. <laughs> oh God. Never to wish, even on the evildoer, bad things on the evildoer. God has no delight in that at all. In fact, the most evil people in the world, God has a heart 
to bless, prosper, and flourish until they get to the point where they just refuse to do good. And judgment will come. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sin, if you do sin persistently, sin will have embedded in it its own its own destruction, its own end. The wages of sin is death. Hey, I thought of somebody else that doesn't sin. So I'm sitting there in this room and I'm sorry, and there's gut there's this guy, and so I'm sitting there looking at him, and I realized that this man, this man was a bad sinner all of his life, <laughs> in my opinion, in my opinion, you know, who am I? I'm not the judge, but, you know, I thought, you know, yeah, this guy was, and then it dawned on me, dawned on me, he will never, ever, ever sin again. So who was he, and what was he doing there? Well, you ought to figure it out. It's the only way I get out of sin. That, that, was, that was a realization that day, by the way. <laughs> the guy is a corpse in a casket. At, and we're at the funeral. Did you read that? In, let's go, stick your finger there, First Peter. Let's go back to Romans again. Romans, yikes. Romans, I sure hope this is right. Romans 6, Romans 6. Hallelujah. So far the sermon's working pretty good for finding stuff. Romans 6, verse 7. You You need to hear this verse. You can read the whole chapter, but look at this verse. Just zero in on Romans 6, verse 7. He who has died has been freed from sin. You could put that, here's this dead man in here, and he did not live a perfect life by any stretch of the imagination at all. And you can put any temptation in front of him, and guess what? He's not going to sin. So what, what is the issue? The issue is this sin thing. The sin thing is, is not how, okay, I'm going to grit my teeth, and I'm going to try as hard as I can try to overcome the sin. You ever feel like that? Well, that's not bad to do that, to try to overcome sin. He's, you know, even Hebrews says, you know, you know, there's not too many of us that have bled trying to avoid sin. <laughs> you know, have you bled trying to, trying to avoid sin? Well, no, that's not bad. But you know what? It doesn't work. Because 10 minutes later, here comes another temptation, and yeah, well, I didn't, didn't do so hot that time. 
You you know what I'm talking? You know what I'm talking about. To be dead means being freed from sin. And the only way out of sin and ungodliness and unrighteousness, the whole sin tendency, the whole the whole sin nature is not to make it better and not to make it dress it up and make it look like it's going to church. It's a no, you die. And so I get this, I get this thought, a tempting thought, a thought that now none of you have ever had a bad thought go through your mind, right? I'm the only one. Yeah, everybody, everybody has this holy look on your face, you know. Yeah, maybe it's because it's, you're in church. <laughs> we have all had bad thoughts go through our head. What do you do with the bad thought? Oh, I can try to train it. I can try to corral it. I can go try to, you know, what? No, no. In the name of Jesus, thought, I yield you to the cross of Jesus to die with Jesus on the cross. That's called mortifying it, putting it to death. Because that's the only way out is for that stupid thing to die. Really die. You know, if it here it comes again, I go, oh, so we're not, you're still kicking, huh? You're only half dead. Come on, thought, let's die the death. And don't let that thing circle around your head and, and make a nest in your hair. You know, you, you, you got to reckon with it, but not of your own strength. You just, you, you know, you, you got to depend on the thing that God has already provided. Let's go back to 1 Peter uh, before I lose my, where I'm headed there. Because this really says it, 1 Peter chapter 2 again. The end, of the, the end of that chapter, he, Jesus didn't revile. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to, the, to him who judges righteously. Verse 24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. His sins ended up That's why he had those nails in his hands. That's why all the wounds, he bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having, having what? Having died to sin. Ooh, have I died to sin? Well, there's that stupid thing going through my head again. (laughs) No, no, no. You You don't let it just keep going. How do you get out of the sin? It's got to be dying to it. And right right there is what it's saying. Having died to sin might live for righteousness by whose stripes, but the uh, stripes there is wounds, and you think of the wounds on his back, whose stripes you were healed. There's healing in what Jesus did for you. For you are like sheep going astray, but now I've returned to the shepherd and overseer 
of your souls. One other passage. And uh, that's it back in 1 John again. 1 John. First John chapter four. That doesn't look right. Chapter three. <laughs> All right. First John chapter three. Let's, let's read from the top of the chapter on this. Yeah. Behold what manner of agape the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. Therefore the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God and as has not been revealed what we shall be, shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. Who is he? He's the righteous one. We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. No sin. So, if you ever get in a situation where you look around and everyone, you know, you see a man there and a woman there and another woman and a man and, and there, there is no sin in all the people around you. No sin at all. No sin. Well, where are you? There's only, <laughs> there's only one place like that. That's heaven. Now, imagine yourself being in heaven. You people around you, total righteousness, no sin in heaven. There's no darkness in God. Jesus, it is his righteousness that is imparted into every single heart and the people that are in heaven are the people that accepted his righteousness in their heart. Him in the, he in them, and they in him. All right? And suppose, standing there, there's no one, no one with any sin, and, you, and here you are in heaven, and you go, oops, I'm the only one that has any sin. You know what? If I were standing there and I was the only one that had sin, and I was still got still got the sin stuff, and I still got sin stuff, and I got temptation stuff, and you know, and there I am in heaven, you know, I go, yeah, well, I'm sort of out of place. And what God is trying to do, even now in your life, whether you're young or old. God is trying to get you pre 